You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! Long-time listener, first-time caller. Arriba, 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 tota! It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. I'm against historical trash. Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Embrace the brutality. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. What's up, Trail Show? And now broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. We are coming to you live from the Bobby Stanton studio in various historic Colorado and Arizona beer districts. This is The Trail Show. The Trail Show is the longest running monthly hiking podcast on the planet and has been downloaded a million times all over the globe. We are on air, on demand, and heard worldwide on all your favorite apps and at thetrailshow.com. We welcome you all tonight to our January North Pole party premiere. Oh, I don't know what that means, but we do have a very special guest, a trail show VIP, if you will. I will. For tonight's trail of the month. Before we get to that, POD, can you tell us what's on the menu? We have got some fantastic beers. Can't wait to talk about those. And we have a wild card segment. We have our trail news, trail of the month, which you touched on a little bit. And we have some audio clips and cornucopia of trail show hotlines. Can't wait. And I don't know, there might be a trail tip in there. There might be some other random shenanigans, you know. Cool. Let's talk about the huge Mike Mike DiLorenzo's beer of the month to get us started. Dilo, take it away. Tonight, Mike DiLorenzo's beer of the month is a Casillero del Diablo de Chile. A fine... A fine, no. cheap no, no, bottle, no, no, no. a fine, cheap bottle of wine that actually kind of tastes better after it's been open for a few days. Mike, it, Mike, it's not us, Mike Lorenzo's book club wine of the month, okay? <laughs> some of some the rest of us, actually two out of the four of us, oh, might be drinking a very interesting Yinling's Hershey's chocolate porter, which oh. actually sounds quite chocolatey. I can't read the ABV on that, but it looks like a quite uh uninspiring 4.3 percent abv perhaps the whole um, thing looks uninspiring yeah. to me. actually i think it looks quite tasty to yeah, me yeah well we saved all of those for you so great yeah. i don't you really want share. all of them i could just use like two of them because they look quite good especially because they're going to be low on the alcohol content yeah, you can share them with the kids yeah that's a great idea here guys put this on your ice cream yeah, um, given that it, it yeah, shares the branding the with the Hershey's chocolate bar, yeah, I would yeah. make sure your kids don't see it. In fact, they it, might very well. I, <laughs> I, think, me. I think a Yinling's Hershey chocolate porter would be good for one beer. What else do we have tonight here? Somebody else hold up another beer on the screen so I could read something. We have the Santa I Know Him Festive Saison from the Evil Genius Brewery, which I believe is in Pennsylvania, but I really don't know because I can't read the back of the can because it's not in my hand. Yep, it's out of Pittston, PA. And here's what it says, Dilo. Tell us, Disco, our, what our it holiday Saison is brewed with rose hips, chamomile, black currants, and dark candy syrup. Whoa, that also sounds like a mouthful of beer right there. It's Good Christmas mistake. in a cup. Yeah, Tom, what's the a, what's the ABV on ABV that? ABV is seven point Ooh, there two. You go. 
Mm, you got some it, alcohol so to good. balance all, all that rich, malty, syrupy, delicious flavor. I like that. It that sounds says, nice. Complex and intriguing. This is the one who broke dad's leg lamp. Hmm. Oh, you know that yes. Reference? I yes, do know that yes. reference. Christmas story. Very good. Yep. Can I ask, Dilo, what, what is the Mendoza line for ABV on beer for you? Where is You know, tonight I had a 5, 5.0 ABV. I drank a, I drank a uh, oatmeal stout while I was mm. preparing dinner tonight. It was good. It was fine. But I, you know, I wouldn't want to drink like 10 of those things, right? Like, what's the point? You know what I mean? But you drink like one of those. It's good. It's fine. It's nice. But I do kind of like the more higher ABV beers just because you get a lot more bang for the buck. So you followed up your oatmeal stout with a glass of red wine. Is that, do I have that correct? Can't you see that's what happened? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's, that's exactly what I did. I usually have a gla- I, I usually have a beer while I prepare dinner and a glass of wine at dinner. Very mm. civilized. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow, interesting mixing up yep. the beer and the wine. I don't know. Oh, yeah. This is this is new, man. Yeah. Some people say you don't mix the grapes with the grain. Yeah. And I'm o- I'm okay with it. Triple O, I see you've got a large stein of some sort of beer in your hand. Can you speak to it? <laughs> <laughs> I have no beer. Oh. I have an empty fridge. I've got nothing. No food. No drinks. What Just are you? Sadness. Are you in? A new, I don't believe that. Are you in a new? I house? gotta go shopping. Oh my no, God, we just haven't gone shopping since we got back from from winter break. I okay. bet that there is some. There are some things hidden in the house. You just don't know where they are. Yeah, but like, what do I have to give to get get that information? I, I don't know. Well, it could be a money for both of you. Never it's going to cost you some Benjamins. Triple up. <laughs> All right, folks. Um, that's our beer of the month. We'll be checking in later. Just We've got more. Beers? We've got okay. more. Okay, cool. More yeah. yinlings or th- is that the only yinling? That's the only yinling. Okay. We've neat. got more evil genius beers coming up. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. folks. Uh, before we get into trail news, I, I want to do a quick ode to two of my favorite YouTubers who have both died in the last two months, and this is outdoor related, so uh, bear with me for a moment. Um, in late November, Tor Ekoff, known on YouTube as Apator, died from drowning in his native Norway, and I do believe he was filming for a YouTube video at his time of death. Uh, he was 57, um, and most recently on January 9th, Rick Naguilero, um, known simply as Naguilero on YouTube, he died. He was um, 49. He was more of like a um, kind of like a bushcrafter. Dilo, I've sent you some of his videos before. Most of his videos had no speaking. They were mm-hmm. just him going out camping and and all that. Usually, a lot of cooking was involved. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He filmed most of his videos in Sweden. Cause of death is unknown, but um, seems like he's been in bad health for a couple of months now. So I've logged way too many hours with both of those guys, and they're both very different. Like if anybody's yeah. ever seen Apator's videos, Apator would routinely go out on frozen lakes with in a speedo, with, in a speedo with ice skates on, and would just like skate off the edge of the ice into freezing water. And then he had like these ice pick things he would use to climb back up onto the ice. Sometimes 
he would take a chainsaw with him and use the chainsaw to propel him on ice skates along said frozen lakes. And he also was quite fond of a certain brand of Swedish vodka. So Apatore was a, he was a boss. What's up but, with the, what's up with the Apatore video? I am not dead. I am fifty-seven today. Yeah, Is that um, kind of like a uh, that was his last video. Little, little foreshadowing, like well, every year on his birthday he did an "I am not dead. I am oh, okay. fifty something today," and mm -hmm. okay. that's it. That's a good video, but I would just say to everybody, like I know you all have your favorite YouTubers out there. Some of you, um, it's a bummer when you lose two of them in less than hmm. two months apart, but. All the videos are still up. If you if you ever want to see some interesting content, go check out Apatore's channel or Naguilero's channel. Shout I quite like Naguilero. I watched yeah. I watched a Naguilero video um, maybe last year. I can't say I've watched too many of them. Yeah, but um, I watched one of them and it was actually just quite beautiful. I mean, it was just a mm -hmm. it was just serene setting. He had a, a lovely camp set up, kind of at the edge of a lake. He was just cooking food and the food he was bacon he was like cooking it was it was just quite beautiful and it was just serene yeah. and it was just man this guy's got the best yeah, camp spot you he know? would always make his own bread or yeah yeah like, on an open fire yep he would get the fire going and he would just you'd watch him prepare the fire for three or four minutes and then he'd put the put the dough into a pan and put a lid on the pan or some tin foil on the top and just the dough would rise over the next yeah. hour cooking slowly on the coals really just beautiful stuff yeah, the, the guy was an artist too. I mean, he was. He was uh, an artist. On a lot of videos, he would whip out like some sort of small backpacking sized canvas and some huh. oil paints and just like oh, wow. paint, paint whatever scenery mm -hmm. he, he was looking at there at his campsite. And he was quite good. I mean, Apatore and Naguilero can't be more opposite <laughs> of each other. I mean, but here's what I'll say about Apatore's video Apatore was a really good video editor. And if you watch enough of his videos, yeah, there's like crazy antics going on all the time. But if you watch how he actually cuts the video and edits the video, that dude had some skills. And anyway, we've talked about both these guys for longer than I thought we would. But go go check them out. They both had really great content. And anyway, bummer, bummer that they're gone, but their videos will carry on. Rest in peace, Apatora yep. and Naguilera. All right, uh, trail news, POD. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have trail news. Here it is. Do we have any stories? Yeah, well, it is January, so don't expect the news to be very interesting when trail related, but I'll do my best. Parts of the country have gotten a lot of snowfall as of December 30th. Uh, the Sierras received over 260 inches of snow, and I know they've gotten more since then because of friends' social media posts. And that is more than 250% of the average for this time of year. So if the snow pattern continues, it's going to be a very high pack in the Sierra, but the snow could completely drop off, and then it could be a normal pack or it could be low. I mean, it's, it's, still, it's still a long winter yet. Um, but people are hopeful because, you know, high pack and high snowpack in the Sierra is not great for PCT hikers because you have to cross snow and then the river crossings are very dangerous. However, with the years and years of extreme drought in California, kind of who cares about the hikers? Our, our planet needs <laughs> the moisture. So um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. 
on the flip side, it really hasn't snowed much there since all that snow came down. Um, and I know this because I work with a bunch of meteorologists who are skiers and oh, they're, okay. they're all a little bit distraught because it really kind of hasn't snowed in the Sierra for about three weeks now, yeah. at least three weeks now. Wow. And yeah. So anyway, we'll see what happens. And Hopefully, strange parts of the country are getting snow too. South Carolina got six inches. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully it's not feast or famine for the Sierra. Hopefully yeah, they get totally. hopefully February it comes back. Last year, um Flamingo, who was on the show, I think he was up on Forester Pass in May. Oh, that's early. Year. Yeah. And it was dry. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was the snow yeah. was gone in the Sierra yeah. by last May, which so, was a anyway. big big old red flag <laughs> so i mean on the one hand if they continue to get snow high snowpack in the sierra dangerous river crossings but maybe your hike won't get shut down by wildfires mm-hmm. so dila what know. are you seeing about colorado snowpack right now colorado snowpack is um on uh, is about average right about now yeah, that's except for where you live the arkansas yeah. river valley yeah dry it's Basically. been yeah. it's been about 15 degrees above the average normal january temp for most of january in salida hmm. mm. yeah all right i'm sure our listeners want to hear us talk about the temperatures some more i bet they do snow conditions and weather right there's other podcasts okay. that cover these subjects exactly um december 26th big surprise national park Dis- service discovered a visitor had carved their names and date into a pictograph in big bend national parks indian head area um leaving some crisscrossing and scratches on the ancient rock art. Much of the damage is permanent. And I didn't, I don't have the, um, the date, the piece of information here. So I'm just going to make it up. But I think they said that that's like the 55th incidence of this type of trail vandalism in like 12 months. Got to so, fact check that. This is why we can't have nice things. That's right. Fact check that. So anyway, People continue to be uninformed and uneducated. Uh, The other cool thing is Sequoia National Park's Giant Forest Preserve reopened in late December. There was a wildfire there um, and it was closed. When did it close? Um, The KNP complex killed or mortally wounded an estimated 2,380 large giant sequoias throughout the parks. Um, The nearby Windy Fire burned, which burned through Sequoia National Forest, killed more, uh, around 1,250. And the 2020 Castle Fire killed hundreds more. The Park Service estimates that all of those fires put together have killed between 13 and 19% of the giant sequoias. So, in the, over the past two years. Jeez. No bueno. I, I read something interesting recently where the giant sequoia trees are actually growing really well when planted from seedlings or saplings or whatnot in <clears throat> like Wisconsin and, and Michigan area, hmm. um, because those climates kind of mimic what mm-hmm. those trees were used to before California got a little bit more dry than it used to be historically. So I, I read, I can't, again, we need the, our, our, um, fact checkers to check my facts because eh. I I really barely know what I'm talking about. But I did read this. It was on the internet. It seemed to be then true. Then it's definitely true. Yeah, it was seemed to be true. And it was like scientific related science that I was perusing like I normally do. So yeah, those trees are growing better in northern climes. Go figure. Maybe I'll Go plant figure. some at my parents' house. 
it's not a bad idea. Come back in a hundred years, two hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> the ice age trail tree. could really get yeah. Yeah. get a boost here. I mean, you're not planting yeah. them for yourself. You're planting them for your children's children's children. For the next generation mm. duo. Next three generations. Yeah. Or, you know, somebody in your family's children's children's children, or somebody else's children's children's yeah, children. Yeah, someone else's. Not necessarily yeah. your children's children's children. Right. But the children's children's children. Exactly. Yes. And that's it. That's what I got. That's yep. it for trail news, huh? Yep. Fantastic. Um, can we go to the hotline real quick before we have our trail of the month, Triple O? Yeah, we definitely can. I think you'll be excited about these calls, uh, Disco, because, well, let's let's just go right to it. Hootie who? That's what's over here. You know, we're <laughs> gonna get some family pictures taken in a couple, in a couple there, and. Uh, the big, the big question is, uh, you know, do you wear the orange or the brown tail show T-shirt for your, for your photography session? I'm not sure. It's debating. Man. It's been going on for days, driving us all crazy. We had to go climb a mountain, me and the piglet there, just to find out. Nothing came, so we called the experts. Hey, now, peace and love. Be well. <laughs> well, Bear Sweat's calling in. Um, did he make a decision, Triple O? Um, he called in a few more times, so we'll hear from him again okay. <laughs> okay. later in the show. Uh, <laughs> I, I would suggest if you're getting family pictures taken that you did not wear trail show merchandise at your family picture taking session. Seems like a bad idea to me. That's know. our trail yeah. tip or of the if, month. If, unless you have month. a shirt for every member of the family. Yeah, <laughs> and then and that might be okay for like one picture. I can see that Maybe for that's like all one they want. picture. Maybe they only want one. Yeah, but picture. but that's not what happens when you go and you get your family photos taken. They take many pictures, so you need a change of wardrobe. So if you, I guess mm. I guess maybe that's the real trail tip of the month here is if you're going to wear a trail show T-shirt to your family photo album portrait taking session, then you should bring a change of clothes, much like Taylor oh. Swift does. When a she wardrobe a change, if you yes, will. A wardrobe change. I did take a, a trail show t-shirt up um, Capitol. So I, it was like the new design and I was going to try to get some pictures up there. Um, so I did a wardrobe, wardrobe change, but I wasn't going to hike. Nice. In that. Too I hot. do. I do like three or four wardrobe changes each day. Mm. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. On, on trail and off trail. Well, I take a lot of pictures. People mm -hmm. take a lot of pictures of me. I'm taking a lot of pictures of myself. It's, you know, I need <laughs> to change my wardrobe. I don't even do three or four wardrobe changes in a week. I work right. with elementary school kids. They don't notice. We're getting sidetracked, people. We got to get That's this back on the rails. How did this That's happen? We've got our trail of the month queued up and ready to go. Trevor, welcome. How are you? Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm doing great. Oh, man. It's, we're stoked. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Trevor, smoke it if you got it. Bowman is on the show right now. Uh, by the way, man. How, how do you yeah. pronounce your last name correctly? Bowman, you guys nailed it. Oh, we, we were good. <laughs> yeah, okay. you nailed it. All right, huh. man. We've been only been saying it for like a couple of years now. Right? I know, a few years. Right? <laughs> How many years? <laughs> Every month for many years. Yeah. So, Trevor, um, we're stoked to have a trail show VIP like yourself here hey. to talk about our our trail of the month tonight. Before we get into the Foothills Trail, POD recently met someone that knows you. I what? did. Really? <clears throat> I went to. I'll spoil my trip section. 
Um, I went to Leadville uh -huh. for lunch. Um, that was my big trip. And I went to this newish coffee shop there called Zero Day Coffee and met two fine young hikers named Laser Goat and Gutter Spike. And I don't know their real names, but they know you. So, I have no idea who this is. I'm very confused. I, I don't know what their real names are. <laughs> That's They're fantastic. They're both in their 20s. I think it's Man. Gutter Spike who knows you. He's tall, blonde. He's a runner. They both have done either the AT or the PCT, but not the CDT. Um, really cool cats. <laughs> it could literally be anybody. Had I have no idea. The <laughs> best chai of my entire life at this place. So mm. zero day coffee and Leadville people check it out. Let's talk about the foothills trail. So Trevor, what I got to tell you is that this trail is near and dear to my heart. And I, I feel guilty um, having grown up so close to it and having gone to college so close to it. I've never hiked it. Yeah, but It's right there, man. I know it's the, it's the foothills trail. And I saw your Instagram feed, I don't know, it was like a month or two back and you had posted, yeah. you had just gotten finished with it. And I was just like, ah, oh, this is perfect. We've got Trevor Bowman. He's just hiked the Foothills Trail. We've never covered the FT and here we are. Wait, wait, time out. Do they yeah. call it the FT or do they call it the foot T? I think, <laughs> I, think it, it, I don't know if there's like a, uh, a specific one to do. I've seen FT, I've seen FHT as well. Okay, uh, I like okay. I like FHT to distinguish yeah. it from yeah. the Florida Trail, the Florida our, Trail, right? the trail. Well, the our favorite trail, which is what the Florida the Trail. Yeah, <laughs> the footsie. No, I like here. the FHT. The FHT, FHT is good. Foot I like that. Hills Trail. Yeah. Is Foothills is Foothills one word or is it two? It's one actually. Yeah, oh, which so makes wait. it more confusing. Huh? Yeah, but whatever. We, some people call it the AT Trail. So yeah, yeah. okay, <laughs> ATT. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> All right, Trevor, just give us a brief overview of, of yeah. where this trail is at, where it goes to, where it, what, what's, you know, just the nuts and bolts. Yeah, so it's uh, up in the northwest corner of South Carolina. It's like right on the border between South Carolina and North Carolina, and it gets really close to Georgia, actually. So it's right in that little triangle up in the, up in the corner. It's about, I, th I think I wrote it down, 76.2 miles total. So a nice little trail. Uh, it starts or ends, however you want to do it, uh, in Oconee State Park. And on the other side is Table Rock State Park, both uh, South Carolina state parks. Really nice places. Um, it kind of goes, it's like it said, the Foothills Trail. It's like the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. It's that real southern part. And uh, yeah, it goes up and over um, uh, Sassafras Mountain just like i think nine nine or ten miles outside of table rock state park and that happens to be the highest point in south carolina so if you're like a state high pointer you can hit that on your way and views from all around we got really lucky when we did we were we had great weather for the first three days so we did it in four days and the first three days are gorgeous not barely a cloud in the sky and the third third day it really opened up and we got soaked but man it was it was great. Yeah. After you get off of uh, South, uh, Sassafras Mountain, you kind of come down the other side. Then you're going along uh, Lake Chicassee. It's one of those uh, man-made lakes that are kind of all over. The, Super nice. The south. Lake. Yeah. It's gorgeous. And you kind of skirt the northern, in, northern end of that and you kind of go over all the little drainages on the north side of that lake. Then uh, you head down to the Whitewater River. 
And that's where I think it's the biggest falls on the trail, Whitewater Falls. It's a couple hundred feet. It's really gorgeous, but it's down in a nice big ravine. So you go down into the ravine and what all the, none of the guidebooks tell you is how steep getting out of that ravine is. It's like straight up and I actually have steps, which is nice, but it's hundreds and hundreds of steps just getting back out wow. with a nice big viewpoint. And then you kind of, once you're out of that drainage basin, you go over into the Chattooga River drainage basin and the last, I think, 15, 16 miles, you're just more or less right along that river. Oh, cool. So it's a nice, nice uh, spring fed river. And when we were there, it was pouring rain. So we didn't get a chance to like chill out and relax by it, but it's, it's really gorgeous. And the, the last, those miles are pretty flat it's, and you kind of end at, well, we started in Table Rock and ended in Oconee. A lot of people do it the other way around. I decided to get the big hill, big mountain out of the way first and then relax as we go in. My friends probably would agree that that wasn't the way we should have done it. We should have ended with the high mountain, but. Well, but if you had bad weather that last day, that would have been. Yeah, it it ended up, it ended up being nice. I wouldn't want to come down. I think if I remember right, the, in the nine or 10 miles from Table Rock to the top of Sassafras, I think you gain about 3000 feet or so. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're heading up and some of those still trails are pretty steep. I wouldn't want to have been coming down them in the pouring rain. That would have been a little sketch. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Those <laughs> steps that you talked about, what, what kind of steps are those? Are they like logs or uh, a lot of them are like treated those four by fours you get, you can get oh, from okay. Lowe's. So the, they've got a really good uh, volunteer group in, in the foothills trail conservancy. They do, they were actually doing work on the trail uh, while we were out there. It was like their yearly get together. So they were doing some, trail repair near uh, near a table rock so yeah they're like a lot of, it's a really really well maintained trail like they have a they have people out there constantly doing things or just like someone in the facebook group going oh yep somebody said there's a there's a blowdown so someone will walk out there with a chainsaw and just cut it down or cut oh, a path cool. through so yeah. yeah it's it's really really well taken care of no so, no overgrown sections at all when we were there at least so Trevor, I was on the Foothills Trail Conservancy website, foothillstrail.org. I think I got that right. Yes. I believe and so. um, I noticed they, they recommend folks that are looking to through hike the trail. They should expect to take five to 10 days. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, I did that. So if you took 10 days to hike a 77 mile trail. You're I mean, taking talking, your time, right? We're talking about a lot of downtime, man. So you said yeah. you took four days. Yeah, was we that, took four was that days. about right? Or, or um, I would say five would have been more comfortable because, okay. like, um, a couple of people in my group, we had two back to back twenty to twenty one mile days. That was a little much for a couple of people with us. But if we would have backed off to add another day, that would have made it like nice 15, 16 mile days. Okay, it was, and there's plenty of camping campsites all along. Like every, I don't know five, 10 miles, something like that. There's usually do you, something. Do you know what the FKT is for the FHT? I looked a long time ago. It's something insanely fast. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's 20 like hours. Like, yeah. Yeah. And like with the, with the amount of steps, yeah. the amount of steps it, oh man, it, I thought about it when we were on there and it was just like, yeah. how could you even do this? Especially you, if you, you, you thought about, you thought about going for the FKT. Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Those, those days are behind me, I think. Oh, Going man. back to the camping. So you said there's, there's, is there, is there designated sites to camp in or is it camp wherever? The, there are kind of both. There are designated campsites where they have, they have bear hangs. I think at all of them, because there are black bears around. We didn't see any, but there are around like even a couple of the campsites are called like bear Creek camp, things like that. 
but um there's only if i remember correctly there's only a couple places on the trail you can't camp so it goes through duke energy property where they like worked with the the state parks and the forest service to like make this right of way through their property and i believe you can't camp on duke energy property unless there's a, a specific campsite that they made or that or within um table rock state park you have to stay in designated campsites but everywhere else there was a there was a couple like uh sneaky sneaky uh campsites you could see off the trail that didn't have like fire rings or anything like that but the campsites that were built out were super nice they all have like some type of benches and there's even one that's like i want to say mile or two off of uh sassafras that they have like i'll call them lazy boys that are made out of slate so it's got like armrests wow. and backrests all built around a firing out of this slate. It looks great. Wow, that's incredible. What about permits? Do you need any permits to hike the FHT? No permit. That's the nice thing. Oh. You just they they ask that you like sign in at okay. either end of the trailhead and say how many days do you think it's going to take you so they can check and see if you actually signed out at one of the trail. I assume that's what they're doing anyway. But the, yeah, uh, no permits. What was the rodent? situation did you have any rodents in camp i didn't see any okay. i didn't have i didn't have any problem with rodents we really, i didn't really see much uh wildlife to be honest i know it's out okay. there but what about I, cucarachas <laughs> no i don't okay. think so i didn't see yeah I, we didn't have any well we also went in like it was early november so it was actually kind of chilly uh, okay. so like bugs were not an issue in the fall so uh, unbeknownst to me i accidentally planned this hike in the at peak fall color too oh wow oh god it was gorgeous like yeah. just perfect you'd recommend fall then yeah i would definitely i would say absolutely do not do it in the summer for sure because yeah. it's the south and you would be miserable the entire time but fall was great and i've heard other people do it in the spring sometimes but spring you can get like a lot of rainy rainy sections and some people even do it in the winter hmm. too because it's one of those trails it's far enough south that you might get a little cold but if you have the right gear you'd be all right i know when some was, people do do it when was the peak of fall color like early november down there yep. or something first yeah, of november okay. first and yeah i think yeah first week of november if or so. one were to hike this trail in mid-july talk to me about the humidity um, can, can humidity go above hundred percent? Cause it'll be pretty <laughs> no, close. I don't think so. Okay, great. So yeah, so that's <laughs> yeah, kind of the I mean, deal. Yeah. Very like, it's, it's like anywhere in the South, the humidity mm-hmm. is going to be crazy. Yep. It'll be a little better cause you're up a little higher, but it's still going to be hot. Mm-hmm. So hot and humid. question. Of, um, so given that this is a point to point trail, how'd you get from the end at Oconee state park back to table rock state park, or did you stash cars on each end? We stashed cars. So me and a bunch of my friends. So we were all coming from different areas and one group was coming from Indiana and I was coming from Louisiana. So I had a car on one end and they put their car on the other end. But if you don't have that option, the Facebook group, I think it's called, yeah, Foothills Trail Hiking on Facebook there, all the the, uh, shuttle drivers are there. The one everybody uses is named Kaz. Apparently he's a trip. Okay. And yeah, he does apparently most of the drives and nice guy. I think he's like retired too. And he just, he just likes being around people and likes driving people all over. So that's cool. Taz is the man. Taz. Could you yo-yo the trail if you were so inclined and walk back to your car? Oh, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Has anybody ever yo-yoed the trail before? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that has. I was just, I I got excited there because I thought maybe this could be my personal 
short-lived <laughs> FKT to Yo-Yo the FHT type of thing. Is this but, a uh, multi-use trail? Um, I don't believe so. I know you can't bike on sections of it anyway, okay. but a lot of it is, there's a mix of old forest roads mm-hmm. to like single track trail. And some of the single track trail just, it's like an AT style trail where it just goes straight up the mountain. Right. Mm. So it's really hard to use much other than that. You do cross um, on some of the older forest roads. You do cross like the multi-use four-wheeler type roads, Mm -hmm. but there's like signs and and gates saying, absolutely do not take your ATVs over here. Okay. Like you have this road, hikers have this road. Hmm. Is the FHT blazed with any specific thing? Yeah, I believe it's a blue blaze. Okay. Blue blaze. Yep. Are there any options to connect Actually, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It's a it's a white blaze. It's just like Whoa. the AT. Oh, Are there any options to connect the FHT to other Southern trails, such as the BMT or yeah. the AT, or maybe the I C know, to C? I know. I can't remember the guy's name. There was somebody in the fall that was going to hook the FHT to like the Bartram Trail, maybe, and maybe the Art Lowe. It was Buck Thirty. It was it. <laughs> there was somebody that I'm was going to do like a loop. Wrong question. Buck, Buck Forty. It's Buck Forty. <laughs> And uh, the uh, Palmetto trails right there too. So yeah, there's okay. a bunch of trails you can oh, connect neat. with. Yeah. So you could kind of step out for a little bit longer than yeah, absolutely. four or five days. Yeah. Neat. Trevor, did you and your your buddies specifically drive from Louisiana and Indiana just to hike the FT, or, or were you all doing something else? Well, also? this is so like I'm I'm married and I have two small kids now, so I get about one big trip a year. Okay. So my wife and her sisters. I usually have a girl's trip and they like taking my kids. So that's, that's when I get my week. So yeah, we hit, and my cousin happened lives in, happens to live in Greenville. So yeah, the, I guess the goal of the trip was the, was the FHT, but I like hitting all the national park sites around there. And we were gonna, we were trying to do uh, Cumberland, Cumberland Island national seashore, but Mm. we got rained out. It was pouring for like two days. So we bailed on that. And then just ended up camping somewhere up in uh, northern Georgia. But yeah, on the way back, I hit like different national park sites and national monuments all all through the south on my way back to Louisiana. So packing oh, cool. things in on either side. Quick question about the Chattooga River section yep. of the trail. Um, did you happen to see anyone on a bridge over the river with a banjo <laughs> playing, <laughs> playing music while you were hiking along? Nope, no, not a one. No. Don't stereotype the South Disco. Come on, no, dude. That's straight from that's, a movie, man. Yeah, that's the that's the river they shot it on, I believe. Is it? It, yeah. it is. It absolutely is. I Could bet you... people. I bet people go there to actually play banjo, right? Oh, I used to do these river trips with my dad. We'd just do a float, and if whenever we floated on the Chattooga, we would float under that little bridge where that scene in the movie was filmed, and. I never saw anyone up there playing banjo to like kind of relive hmm. the moment, but I feel I'm like sure... I feel like people would do that, and you'd oh, be yeah. like, yeah. kind of creeped out about it. You'd be like, "Wait, this is am I time warp? Yeah. This, this brings up a deliverance. A really... What's happening? <laughs> yeah, the a movie really is deliverance. Nobody <laughs> knows what we're talking about because it seems mm. like you could blue blaze a lot of this you could you could paddle the chatuga section yeah. and you could paddle the lake jocasi section so you could really yeah. turn it into a paddling trip yeah. with a little and, hiking in there and and if you paddled the lake jocasi section you would cut out a lot of really steep little fins that you have to go up and over <laughs> to jump drainages it'd be way easier huh. yeah 
Well, cool. Um, how about like planning and, you know, I, I'm sure you could just have your Gaia app and go out there, but like, did you do any like pre-planning? What resources did you use? Yeah. Uh, I actually bought the guidebook from, oh, nice. from the Foothills Trail Conservancy. It's oh, a nice cool. little, it's a nice little thing. The maps in it are kind of, they're not, they don't, they're not topo maps. They're like hand, nice hand drawn, but they, hmm. they show you all the, where all the, where all the campsites are. It's like breakdown by sections. It's nice. And there's a couple places that's tricky where you cross highways and maybe the entrance of the trail on the other side of the highway isn't like super apparent. And it kind of walks you, it has little mini inset maps that kind of help you through that, which is really nice. Okay. Did you use their trail map? No, I didn't no, at all. Just like digital, <laughs> dig, digital maps on your phone or whatever. Um, I, you know, it's not on what's it called now far out. It's like specifically not on the, uh, it used to be gut hook mm -hmm. for some reason. I guess they're trying to keep the digital, digital space out of the foothills trail. But to be honest, you really don't need a digital map. It is so well marked that okay. it's really hard to get to get lost and it's well trodden like there's no area where you get there like i'm not sure where the trail is it's really really apparent uh, what about like let let's say that you were going to take 10 days to hike it or you were going to do a yo-yo and you're going to be out there for a while is there any opportunity to resupply anywhere on the trail um not really okay. there's uh it crosses a bunch of different highways where you could stash Mm. like off in the woods so cash food or something like yeah, that cash food and there there are a bunch of little trailheads with like parking areas where you could i th actually i think taz drops off um uh supplies for people as well oh yes nice. i know the white white waterfalls is there's like a viewing area there's that's a roughly the half point and i know he has some uh like old army boxes that he uh chains to a tree that people can that he can bring food out there for you Ah, cool. that's that's kind of cool um yeah. anything else about the foothills trail we should know about that we didn't ask you about uh, let's see oh if you do finish you get you can apply to get the peregrine award Ooh. you, you, you get a yeah people can't see that but it's a a nice certificate and you even get a patch nice wow so, yeah all, all you got to do is join the foothill trails conservancy i think it's 25 bucks for a year and all that goes to maintaining the trail and then write a little trip report about what you did that's cool. awesome yeah, yeah the it's, a, it's a really nice trail foothillstrail.org yes you can join there well cool trevor hey man thanks so much for coming on the show tonight and talking to us oh no problem at all fht and, um, and thanks for all your support over the years. Oh, yeah. Really yeah you guys are great. I love listening every month. Uh, I wonder if you're the, before oh, you... You're the one. I'm the only one. I'm the only one. <laughs> where, hey, just out of curiosity, where are you going to head head off to next year on your week off? Well, that's the problem. Lida. I found out, like, in December that I hiked that trail with a completely torn ACL. Oh. So, um, actually, on Friday, I am getting ACL surgery. <laughs> So Ooh. I'm going to be out for uh, probably six, nine six months, months before I can around. really get out there. And then maybe uh -huh. a year I can get back to literally everything with a doctor telling me oh, I'm wow. on. So, yeah. So that's wow. fun. So if, if you're curious, you can hike the foothills trail with a fully torn ACL and you're fine. How did you not know? Um, I, I think in the back ahead of my new, it's been, I, I tore it playing basketball a few years ago. 
Okay. And I was just dumb and stubborn and didn't go to the doctor. And oh, then I kind of rehabbed it myself. I, I was still able to familiar. run. Yeah. <laughs> I was still able to run and hike and everything. And it was fine. Re- on but, a torn ACL? Really? Yeah. 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 Wow. I, I, I got lucky. The torn portion never got in the actual joint. So it never like bound up and got locked. But yeah, I've had a torn ACL for almost three years now, apparently. Wow. Wow. Well, best of luck on your rehab. Get well. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, we'll, That's we'll probably be an LKT for uh, the torn ACL. Longest yeah. known hike on a, a torn ACL. Yeah. We got to take a break. We come back. We've got uh, trip reports. We've got a few more calls on the hotline and maybe even a little mailbag. So don't go anywhere. This is Trevor Smoke It If You Got It Bowman, and I never listen to The Trail Show. All right, everybody, The Trail Show is back, and we have a few more calls on the hotline we're going to play for you, so listen Yeah, let's, let's jump right back into the Bear Sweats trilogy yes. plus one, whatever a quadrology is. <laughs> oh, this, uh, show, uh, this is Tough Brad. I'm sitting here watching Bear Sweats cut down a tree in our backyard, and I wanted to give you an update about Bear Sweats. He chose a tasteful tie-dye t-shirt with a gray v-neck sweater for our family photos. It was a nice combination. Um, no offense to the trail show. I think there's a chance that both of the trail show t-shirts were dirty on the day of the family photos anyway. They've been his Christmas gift the last two years. So hopefully you'll get another one going for the holidays this year. Um, we used to never listen to the trail show, and we really never listened to the trail show now it's been a crazy summer hope you guys are well hope to see you soon bye wow best wow. Sweat's cutting down trees hmm. <laughs> as you do as you do, as you do. Peace and and love. it sounds like he made the right choice though with his attire for the family photo yeah yeah what else do we hey have? now peace and love best sweats over here so if keeping the family tradition alive and uh giving trail names to our fetuses so we got a uh, a plover cooking in uh, Tough yeah. Broad's oven right now to make the assault team larger for those those expeditions <laughs> to come. Any hooch. On a side note, why don't people design their hikes based on the shape of something? You know? I just went on a hike that was a toque with a little beanie on top, a little straight out and back, you know, with a bow tie thing on your thing it was lovely lovely anyhow peace and love <laughs> bear sweats see ya when we see ya <laughs> a toque wow. first shape. of all toque doesn't have a shape it's like an amoeba yeah if you get onto uh strava there's a ton of people oh yeah that do runs that are shaped like a specific thing yeah yeah <laughs> All right, so this is the conclusion to the Bear Sweat Saga. Hootie who, Bear Sweat's over here hanging out with Peanut. Do you have a question, Peanut? No. No? I was, I, I'm confused. So if, if we travel to Europe to hike some of those trails, 
as long as we buy something from some shop, we can readily steal cutlery and plates. Is that what that means? I'm not sure. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm confused. I'm utterly confused. Clove is coming in November. Assault team's getting ready. February. February. Sorry, but I don't even know what month it is. <laughs> Big difference. To, uh, stuff. Yeah. As an herbalist, I'd like to recommend people blend their herbs and make a nice mixture so you get goony goofy out there. Anywho, <laughs> peace and love. Peace and love. What do you say, Peanut? <laughs> I heard some jams there. Slow jams. <laughs> some jams. I think he's referring to a previous trail tip about stealing silverware from a a like restaurant along the trail. Wasn't it was a that, long spoon? Was that, was that Wampire or something? I think it, by the I way, I think it was Wampire. Has anyone heard from Wampire? Ever since the, the obvious diarrhea yeah. uh, call. I, I talked to him that. yesterday. Oh. Okay. What do you yeah. say? Not much. Everything's fine, huh? Yeah. Okay. Where's he at? So, is he in uh, hmm. the Eastern Block? Like, where, where is he right now? He's at, he's at his house. Okay. Good. Ah, Good. Very reliable there. So, <laughs> Soft Broad and Bear Sweat are going to be welcoming a baby plover in February. It's wow. very exciting. So, they've got Peanut, they've got Piglet, Piglet, Piglet. and now and the now Plover. Plover. Plover is a shorebird right? in, yeah, in Maine. Sh yep. The snowy Plover. Piglet is a baby pig. Yeah. Thank you for that yeah. clarification. Yeah. Yes. What yeah. is a peanut? Yeah. A uh, legume. Legume. Yes. Yeah. Peace and love. Fact. Okay. Peace and love. Well, uh, should we talk about the beer again? Let's do. I just I cracked don't think open... we mentioned who our beer donor was. Please. Did we? POD. Was it, it Stacy's mom? It wasn't Stacy's mom. It was Brian Som. What up, Brian? Or Sounds. Sound. We're enjoying the Stacy's Mom Citra IPA from Evil yep. Genius Brewing Stacey's, out of Pennsylvania right now. Stacy's Mom is delicious. I can say that with 100% certainty. Delo has the Master Blaster Pale Ale with vanilla. I do. Oh, that gross. is correct. Who run Border Town? Master Blaster. <laughs> yeah, these evil, genius, these evil Genius beers have been on point. Yeah, I'm a fan. What about you, so, P.O.D.? What do you have over there? I have the same one that you have. I'm sure. How was that Hershey's? Uh, I didn't open that. Okay. I'm saving that for for D.Lo and his kids. Yeah, they can shotgun it. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna you put know, that on Leo's ice cream. Yeah. You guys know that Hershey's, Pennsylvania, is an actual town, right? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, totally. Yes, yeah. of course we know that. Yeah, yeah man. The sweetest place on earth. <laughs> I never heard it called that. But that's that's great. Yeah. I've heard that in, in Hershey, Pennsylvania, the street lamps are shaped like Hershey Kisses. Hmm. Is that very true? well be true? I'll have to look at some images and see if that's... I've well, never actually fact-checked that. So. I think yeah, we time... need a trail show fact-checker, I think. It's what it, this is all coming down to. Mm. Maybe Leo can do it. Yeah, Leo likes to check the facts. He likes to spend time on the computer. Yep. Tell right, him to Leo. give us some data. Leo, let us know if the street lamps in Hershey, Pennsylvania are shaped like Hershey's Kisses. They Go. are indeed. I just looked it up. Okay. Well, can you let the nine-year-old, you know, like... Yeah, come on. We're trying to put the kid I to work. I would expect a nine-year-old to be faster than me. He's got an old computer. Okay. Well, I'm old, though. It's very old. All right, folks. Anyway. We need to talk about some trip reports. I'm sure we've all been places. 
But we only have oh, one minute yeah. each. Who's going to start? Who's going to start? I'll start. I went to the chiropractor. <laughs> I don't know that that's a trip report. I've had a terrible pain in my hip and leg since November that I kept ignoring and pretending that wasn't there and then kept running and running farther and it got worse and worse. And then on January 30th, I woke up and could barely walk. So here I on am. On January 30th? I'm sorry. So December you took a 30th. time machine back? Yes. I'm like bear sweats. <laughs> I have no concept of time. So oh there. my gosh. But I am almost 48 hours without ibuprofen at this point. So I have been having tequila and beer instead the last two days. Dila is very much I mean, opposed to ibuprofen. No, I'm not. Well, that's great. You're not? I thought you no. were I thought you were anti-profen. No. No. You're pro profen? Pro profen. Pro profen? Uh, I am pro profen and anti. I, I just don't like take it all the time, but if I have yeah. a headache, I will take ibuprofen. Or if I'm achy, I will probably take ibuprofen. But I don't really have headaches or ache too much. So wow. And I don't think it's good to take it like consistently on a trail because if your body's hurting that much, it means there's something wrong. It means you need to do some yoga. Yep. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I did take the maximum dosage, which is 12 pills a day for six days, but you can do it for without hurting your liver. Hmm. So, Hmm. and it helped a ton. You got to knock, if you're going to go after the inflammation, you got to go after that inflammation. That's my theory. Anyway, who else? Who did something more interesting than that? On, I believe it was December 29th, my family and I drove 16 and a half hours straight Oceanside, California, oh, to Boulder, God. Colorado, crossing the Rockies just as the snow was starting to fly over Vail Pass at 11.30 at the night, and it was a little stressful, but we made it home. Oh my and God. what I would recommend to everybody who may be listening to this is never ever drive 16 and a half hours straight even if you have a partner to share the driving is just not fun so don't do it <laughs> but we wanted to get home and what did we come home to the next day a grass fire that burned the next oh, two towns over so that was kind of a we were glad to be home for that i guess but anyways <laughs> that's my trip report drove right. about a thousand miles it was wonderful maybe we should mention i think it was on december 30th that's correct it was december 30th almost close to a thousand homes burned in boulder county near um, the town of superior and Louisville, mainly in superior and it was a an extreme wind event and um did they ever determine the origin of the fire delo no i don't think they have um there was a lot of speculation about a burning shed, but yeah. the, the the speculation has ended, and I'm not really sure what the uh, forensics have identified as the source of the fire. Okay. Um, but I think the interesting thing about this grass fire is that um, if you looked at wildfire risk maps, um, you could see that that side of the yeah. town of Superior was extremely high risk, s- simply due to the five miles of grasslands that you know, we're to the, uh, to the west of it. It's, it's a shame that it happened, but it's also not really all that surprising because that area was, was, you know, at risk, was at risk, Mm -hmm. but the winds were, well, I don't even know if I'd say the winds were abnormal. I mean, we do get hundred mile per hour wind gusts along 
that area of the foothills just to, due to geography and, and weather features and whatnot. So it was, it was definitely the strongest winds I've seen here, the most damage I've seen done. I mean, in, for a fire event like that to happen at the end of December in Colorado is almost unheard of. Like, I feel like it's only been in the last decade or so that you even hear about that kind of thing happening in California, but never in Colorado. So it's a bit of a shock. It's it's also not the first grass fire that I've seen in the winter time since I've lived here. Really? You know, yeah, yeah. There was one. There was one a few years ago, five, ten years ago, on the um, north side of Boulder um, in January, fueled okay. fueled by winds. It didn't burn houses, but it you know neighborhoods were evacuated and it came close to neighborhoods. Triple O, what about you? I know you've been uh, hanging out at Weaver's Needle. Weaver's Needle. Yeah, I've uh, spent some time hiking on the weekends in the Superstition Mountains and seeing Weaver's Needle, which is basically mandatory. If you go into the Superstition Mountains, you will see Weaver's Needle at some point. I'm trying to figure out a hike that doesn't see Weaver's Needle, and I've yet to do it. Um, it's been great. It's great hiking. There's water around. I mean, it's not like abundant, but there's enough water. There's a lot of thorns, but no snakes. So no complaints. Can't beat no snakes. <laughs> no. <laughs> How high are the Superstition Mountains? How high are you hiking? I think they get, I mean, I think they get to like four or 5,000 and maybe 4,000, somewhere between four and 5,000 feet at the top. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of, but you're, but like, I don't know what's Phoenix at, like two or something. So there's a lot of great, cliff faces and and some really interesting formations because i think it's a volcanic um area so like there's like weird lava plugs that create towers and lots of odd rocks so it's, it's still a hot cool up area. it's still hot up there in the summertime right i mean it's in the summertime it's brutal like even up there at yeah. like dawn even at like um, four thousand yeah. feet yeah yeah even there even huh. there I've been doing some short hikes. I'm, I'm still rehabbing uh, an Achilles uh, issue I had that stems from my hike on the Mogollon Rim Trail back in October. Turns out Achilles strains and tears, uh, not not like full tear, but just like micro tears, like they take a while to heal, I guess, because there's not a whole lot of blood flow to that big old tendon on the um, back of your ankle. But anyway... I've been making good pro progress. I actually went and saw a real physical therapist for a couple of visits, gave me a bunch of take-home exercises to do and been increasing my day hikes in and around. Achilles feeling good, gearing up for March with POD. We're going to go back out to the Muggy on Rim Trail is the plan right. and finish her up. Redemption. That's, that's it. Just a whole bunch of dry land hiking around Salida because there's no snow anywhere. Right. Awesome. Cool. Well, that's trip report. Do we have an um, audio clip from we Skittles? We do. We do. We got, um, so our, our good friend Skittles is doing this 5,000 mile snowbird route that he's drummed up and he's in the northern part of Florida now. And he just sent us an update from a section that had a few dogs chasing him. So um, let's go to a clip. <laughs> Hey, Joshua, this is Skittles. I am on the Florida Trail, and as you can hear, I've reached the start of the dog gauntlet. Uh, there's a road walk of like 
30 miles. And these dogs are actually fenced in their yard, so they're not chasing me at the moment. But there's a place where there's apparently four aggressive dogs coming up later this afternoon that everybody complains about. So hopefully that goes well. I'm, I said, doing a road walk now, but actually, I've been fairly surprised that most of the Florida Trail has had decent trail. Uh oh, there's an open gate here. Dog's <laughs> coming out after me. Oh. <coughs> it doesn't seem super aggressive. <laughs> uh, um, I've been was warned by Buck Thirty about all the aggressive dogs on the trail, and so far it hasn't been too bad for me. Um, kind of was worried about hunting and dogs and the hunting season seems like it's mostly over and I didn't get shot. Although Buck 30 promised that if I got shot that he would put on a blonde wig and finish the trail for me. So I want the people of the trail show to hold Buck 30 to that, that if something happens to me that he'll put on a blonde wig and finish the trail. He said that since our diets are pretty much the same and neither of us treat water that we're pretty much identical otherwise. So nobody would probably know but I've actually enjoyed the Florida Trail more than I thought I might I've heard a lot of people say that they only hike it because it's the only thing really to do in the middle of the winter but there's been some really beautiful sections and one of the more recent ones I just did the Suwannee River was a really nice you know path through the along a wide river with a lot of like limestone sinkholes and unique geological formations like one place well there's a few different rivers that just disappear down the limestone sinkholes and there was one place where there was the water left the main Suwannee River and flowed down a side channel and then disappeared into a sinkhole which seemed interesting to me anyways I've got about 400 miles left until I leave Florida and get to the Alabama road walk it's cooled off which I appreciate it's no longer 80 degrees with high humidity it's nights in the around 40 and days in the 60s and 70s which for somebody from Minnesota and Alaska is much better for me for hiking but I'll check in with you next time when hopefully I'll be in a different state all right that was a update from the Florida Trail yeah getting it done oddly enough um, triple O he I guess we talked about this right before the show but he's I think he's going to cross the Wakula River tomorrow, which is where we went on the canoe trip that you recommended this past summer. So yeah, it's he's in cool. my my home neck of the woods. That's right. Yeah, I warned him about alligators, but he's already seen a lot of alligators. So. Yeah, <laughs> and this time of year they're pretty scarce. Like yeah. they are well, he said out, so. two nights ago it was twenty-eight degrees is the low. So I think he's in the snowy part of Florida. He's got to right? cross the, the St. Mark's River, right? Yeah, the snowy part where once every 15 years. Yeah. He's got to cross the St. Mark's River probably tomorrow. Yeah. Or who knows? But that one doesn't have a bridge. So he's got to either call the, the marina people to get him a boat across or swim. How far is it? Ooh. It's a pretty good sized river uh where he crosses it it's it's not hmm. like i mean it's probably like a hundred feet across. maybe he's got a maybe he's packing a pack raft yeah could be what do most florida trail hikers do with, with that crossing 
I think there's a, a boat marina that's right near there, and you can call like the owner, and they'll hmm. come and, and shuffle you across. Hope it's not the owner's day off. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. <laughs> there's no other bridge there's no other bridge across so (laughs) let's uh let's go over to mailbag did we have any missives this month no we did not no mailbag item oh my gosh you know what we might uh, we're gonna have to go back to the hotline yeah let's go back to the hotline (laughs) do we have more hotline we have so much more hotline oh let's go hey trail show the weekend here giving the 69 hotline a go Wishing I could uh, pull off an intro like Bear Sweats right now. Doing a bit of urban hiking, Florida man style, under the moon and stars. Florida man. This call is basically to say that uh, true fans must absolutely listen to the early episodes, all the way from number one. A true TTS through hike is not complete without them. You can skip the ample road walks on the Florida Trail, but not the early TTS episodes. You will definitely appreciate the later episodes even more. You may even find yourself sharing in my lament of the current lack of ample show effects. You may learn how to properly use bacon fat, find out that some poor soul actually re-listens to an entire year in a few days to write down all the beers of the month after D'Lo failed to. A lot of wisdom can be found amongst that nonsense. Make sure you give it a go. I like that he calls wow. it. Weekend here again. Oh, uh, no, don't talk yet because he calls back. Okay. Twice. <laughs> Disco Bomb, do me a favor. Please insert some great bear sweat desk audio I am incapable of creating. Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> so the prior call got me thinking. The Trail Show Nation is not well served by this disappearance of older episodes. We paid handsomely for this content, sometimes almost even an entire dollar. Just visit the website, says the landscaper slash tech expert. What is the website again? Do I need Internet Explorer? It surely has a nice searchable interface that makes exploring the older content easy on a phone, right? Oh, wait, it it, it doesn't. How will people ever enjoy all the early PMAGs, Squatch, Sweet Tater, Swami, Sweet Tater, Twinkle, Dirtmonger, Salty, and many others? Are the bonus shows gone forever, too? That golden TTS catalog must be set free. Tell you what, make the content easily searchable and truly mobile accessible, and I may send top-shelf Florida beer directly to you, D-Lo. Good beer. Not that natty light you shotgunned in an episode we can no longer find. I might even send this season's Indian River Star Ruby grapefruit set aside for POD directly to you. Ooh. How dare he? If we can be there for you and overlook the audible nose breathing every month, <laughs> you can be there for us and make the content readily available. Wow. Now, I'm... wait, wait, there's wait, one there's more. more. There's one there's more. more. Thinking of what may be my favorite episode and how I can never listen to it again. That homage to pure audio art, a unique solo effort that you just can't stop listening to out of fear you might just miss something spectacular. April Fool's I can't find it. It was pure art by the very man that edits every single episode for many endless hours so that we can all enjoy TTS. Thank you, my friend. What number was it? What episode? Am I crazy to remember such? 
And one final thought. You must listen to every episode until the end. Not the silence. Look at the counter. Till the actual end. What I like to call chocolate crafters. Keith Adorable Chocolate Crafters is episode 107. Three minutes, 50 seconds remaining. Just the best. Just try not to smile. Uh, real That's quick. Some... There's a lot to address here, but real quick. <laughs> uh, the weekend. So you're referring to the April Fool's episode, also known as Trail Show number 80B. <laughs> which came out on April 1st of 2019. Again, that's number 80B, as in. I like that he's referring to it now as the 69 hotline. I like that. Yeah. D-Lo. That's great. Yeah. I saw he's you already taking on it. some he's notes. He's already hard at work. Yeah. It's quite an offer, no, I'm just I'm just scrolling through the website on my phone, and it, I don't know, it works. Oh, I see it here so it doesn't sound like you're gonna get any beer sent to you with that kind of effort no yeah, i mean it's it's there i think you can listen to all the episodes yeah let's, you can listen but can all. you find things can you search is it user friendly dilo let's try <laughs> let's do this one thing we, it, it's recurring you and i hear yeah. this like every couple months couple times a year every year oh yeah which why is can't, why, why can't the old episodes get, on yeah, on like whatever your podcast catcher is, you know, mm -hmm. and the setting, the default setting is like the most current 50 episodes. So yeah, that's why don't why. you change that? Why don't you change that to 100 episodes? I mean, haven't we tried that in the past? And then somehow the feed got glitchy. I think that I think, was the issue. I think, I think I, what I, happens I, is like they upgrade the software and then it gets set back to the original setting, which is 50. And the reason why it's 50 is because they don't want to overwhelm the podcasting sites with just like 6,000 podcast episodes from like Joe Rogan or something lame, you know? I think we overload it, man. I think, I think let's put them all up. Let's, let's see if we can do it and if it works. Hmm. That's what the weekend wants. Yeah. That's yeah. what Trail Show Nation wants. They want yeah. access to all of them easily. And he also mentioned the bonus shows. Ah, uh, we have seven bonus shows that exist and they're hard to get because really there's seven. Yeah. Oh believe my God. It. I know it's, it's crazy, wow. right? <laughs> and they used to exist on this website called cdbaby.com. But once the pandemic happened, CD baby started selling like bottled water. I, it, things completely changed. What? And now I don't, I need to dig in and find out like what happened to CD Baby? What happened to th those episodes? I know some are still available available on iTunes or whatever the i thing is that Apple has now. Anyway, the weekend has given us some homework, and Dilo and I are on it. We're going to be working tirelessly, burning midnight oil to get this thing sorted out, right, Dilo? Yeah. <laughs> Just point Dilo wants that it. ruby red grapefruit right. IPA from Cigar City Brewing mm. at his doorstep. Ooh, sounds good. It does Just sound good. yourself another bottle or another glass of that cheap red wine. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on to the um, Master Blaster. Yeah, I see that. Who anyway. run Border Town? <laughs> Embargo lifted. Okay. We um, got... What else? We got another... A, a great explanation callback from a, a, a previous episode that I think is important. Uh, an explanation of Bear Down. Oh. <laughs> Yo, Trail Show, 
Marvin Maverick Kessler, el hikador de Tucson, Arizona. ¡Viva los gatos, vato! Anyways, uh, yeah, I just uh, got done uh, playing in the superstitions and uh, listened to the last two episodes of the trail show. And, uh, uh, yeah, I heard uh, P.O.D., um, her, her meaning uh, bear down, but, uh, yeah, it's the official uh, motto for the University of Arizona. And the uh, history about it is in 1926, uh, The quarterback, uh, Solomon, uh, got in a horrific car accident between, uh, Tucson and, uh, Phoenix and, um, coach, uh, Mikhail would keep on going in there to check on him and, uh, before he died, his dying words was, uh, tell the team to bear down. So, uh, uh, oh. whenever, you, know, you see a Wildcat fan at the airport or anywhere, or if we lose or, you know, things are bad, you just say, uh, bear down. So it has nothing to do about, uh, You know, a hairy carnivore or, you know, a bear taking a squat, taking a poop, anything like that. And, uh, yeah, last thing, uh, Dilo says he likes to have a rocket box on top of his vehicle. Well, guess what? My, uh, rooftop camper turns into a rocket box in the wintertime. Uh, I took out the mattress that it came with, the stock mattress, and I have a little, uh, 72 by 25, three inch memory remote, memory foam mattress. And uh, I pull that down and then sleep inside the uh, the Subi in the winter, and then uh, my uh, my rooftop camper becomes my rocket box, and I have storage up there. So it's a beautiful thing. But anyways, that's all I wanted to share, and I'm not calling three times like I did last time because that's kind of <laughs> silly. But anyways, trail show. Trail show, keep it up. Excuse me there. And... Uh, I'm wishing everyone on the trail show a happy 2002 and a healthy 2022, I mean. Sorry, 2002. Ah, I wish it was that because uh, I'd be a lot younger. But at a, I'm meaning a 2022, happy new year, all that stuff. So, again, I'm out of here. Maverick's gone. See ya. Don't want to be ya. Adios. Well, This, despite his promises of not calling back, he in fact did call back. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm about to play the second call now. Yo, it's Marvin Kessler, El Hacador de Tucson, Arizona. Again, I lied. I said I wouldn't call again, but I did. But uh, oh, I just have uh, one last thing I need to tell you. Uh, Disco and POD. Thank you so much for giving uh, Beta and Info on the Outer Loop Mountain Trail in Big Bend. Uh, my crew of uh, other four people that I was with, we had a blast, a great time. And, uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. And, again, uh, happy uh, 2022 to you all on the trail show. And all you listeners, Maverick out. See ya. Don't want to beat ya. People los gatos, vato. And, of course, Bear down. Team America, red, white, and blue. Arizona Wildcat. Later. <laughs> the hike door. <laughs> <laughs> the hike door is local. Oh, my man. God. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. The Outer Mountain Loop in Big Bend National Park. That was, uh, we had beers with uh, the hike door one day in Salida. Yeah, you did? Through. Yep. Where, yep. Is he, like, permanently road tripping? Like, what's what's the deal? No, he's a teacher. Oh, okay. All right. So he's got he time. Off. But he, he gets out. He gets out yeah. a lot. He does. 
He yeah. lives in his car. Where does he teach and, and live in his car? Do you, in I, I, Salt Lake I City, I believe. Okay. Somewhere in Utah. Huh. Yeah. All right. He talked yeah. about it on the last episode. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you, I guess you weren't listening. Paying attention or listening. <laughs> probably both. Yep. Yeah. We've got to take one more break. When we come back, we've got Ask a Hiker with Delo, so don't go anywhere. This is, I'm busy, and I never listen to The Trail Show. All right, everybody, The Trail Show is back, and P.O.D. and I just cracked The Mad Elf. Um, D'Lo, could you tell me what that ABV says? I think it's 1.1%. Unfortunately, that that would be 11%. Um, And it says we're supposed to serve it in a chalice. And um, all we have was these little little glass. Uh, Anyway, this is... Lick it to the chalwa. It's a holiday ale brewed with cherries and honey. Whoa. Handcrafted Ooh. by the Troigs brothers. I'm sure I mispronounced that. It's an independent brewery located somewhere in the area of Hershey, Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's a once a year beer. It's like one of their special seasonals. Um, spicy Belgian. Uh, should I should I read the description, Dilo? Yeah, please, because I don't have one in front of me, which makes me very, very mad. The Mad Elf is here with its nuanced blend of sweet and tart cherries, Pennsylvania honey, chocolate malt, and a hint of mischief. The essence of this legendary holiday ale, along with its ruby red glow, is born from five varieties of tree-ripened cherries. Local wildflower honey sweetens the celebration, and a spicy Belgian yeast adds subtle notes of cinnamon, clove, and allspice. It's not the holidays until you've had your first mad elf. This, ladies and gentlemen, is Christmas this, in a cup. It, it's pretty freaking good. It's 11% too, which is... Also whew. Christmas in a cup. That's what you need to get through the, the family times. It's 11% beer. Dilo, this is like breakfast beer for you, man. Mm, I love it. I would. That sounds like a delicious beer. Mm-hmm. did we have any donors this month yes well we had brian Saum. thank you so much for all the beers oh man great um, great pennsylvania selections we saved about six or seven for Dilo, which was about 20 percent of what we got so that's pretty good um let's see aside from that we've got bernard wolf hey oh Rust Not Fuss Kinder, Craig Pisco Gully, what a guy. Bobby Walters, Trevor, Smoke It If You Got It, The Bowl Man. Thank you, Bowl Man. Sean, The Dank Weed Men. Spark Dank it up. Weed Man. Jeffrey Cottonmouth Caldwell. So Diane Pinkers. Stein. Bowl of Pasta. As Big I... As Your Holiday Beer, Viddy. Faster, Peyote. Justin Quality Knowles, Ingrid Gerard, Path My... of Bouncer Dixon. Gillen the Trail. weekend, Stephen hey the Hustler, Russell, Ammon the Brute Bruce, Bruce, Renee, Shira, Patrick, 
Hey. Wesley, oh. the haggis addict, Greenwood, Kevin, mm. Chick, Lee mm. Cross, and Sasha Honeycomb. Go that. not Tim Williams. Tommy, the meat popsicle, Stevens. Meat peep. Joseph Pecoraro, hey. Brandon, Lost Balls, Love Lady. Where'd they go? Here, the Switchblade, and Brian, the Big Mac, Namara. Patty, Sister, Scala, Filthy, Dave, the Crusty Geode, Hale. Geode. Stephen Robin Hood, Tony Sheboygan, Bruin Pitts, Rachel Sheboygan. Die, Bama Die, and they did die. Yeah, Bama, die, die. Bama die. Yeah, but George is worse. <laughs> no, not possible. Eric Adequate Johnson, Dant Poe, Oompson, Dant Martin, the Compass Haynes. I'm sorry, Martin the Ross Rosswater. Richie Rich Lemuel Glasgow, who just sent me several bags of coffee. Thank you so much. Man, that package smelled so good. Oh, it's so good the best mark the nuclear farmer Homer, sarah compass haynes eric the Robertson, Robert, Robert. daniel fun dip sharp kill Robert, bill Cottrell, bob kill dmt bill. trombley woody you hello can you go matt frantum tim the hooch hoochins all true love true. jacob the iron triangle ding ding curtis Ware, the tyler ding. the kerminator kermoade Marvin Maverick Andrew Paget, Pat Pepkin Kurt Leo Flash and we have a one-off Robbie Robbie Robertson Robbie the Eagle Cow what? Finn the eagle and cow. I think the eagle cow might be something similar to the mud falcon, but I'm still trying mm. to figure that oh, out. Oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. Do tell. Well, I'm thinking the eagle cow cow patty is generally a little more loose. Triple O, we might need some new stickers. So maybe the like eagle a... cow <laughs> is like a, you know, we might need some loose, new stickers, man. A loose stool on a you know big rock. I mean, cow I'm patties are, are, I think they're more tough. Like, when they dry. Frisbees. When they yeah. dry. Mud falcon sounds way more True. S- slippery. Yeah. <laughs> you think? Anyway, okay. and Brian Saum. Big thanks to all our, all our monthly donors and one offers. We, and beer um, givers. We yes. really appreciate. Thank you so much. All of you. Dilo may or may not get a beer at some point in his life. Dilo, do we have any questions this month? No. No Ask a Hiker questions, huh? Actually, we have an Ask a Hiker. It's more of like a public service announcement than a this question. This looks really long, man. Really, It might really be long, long. but Can I only have one of slowly? Them. Sure. Okay. Okay. Can you cue the music? Yep. Music in three, two, one. Dearest Dilo and friends at the Trail Show, in a recent episode, you suggested to your listeners that the Hayduke Trail would make an excellent trail for one's first thru-hike. You mentioned that there would be no route finding issues, resupply would be easy, and there were few waterless stretches. You might have even mentioned that Utah would be warm in the winter. With this advice in mind, and having barely glanced at the Hayduke website or sought out a second opinion, I set off on an end-to-end hike, leaving Arches National Park on December 1st. Well, let's just say that all of your advice was wrong. Dead wrong. In fact, not only was it wrong, it was completely the opposite of what I encountered. 
Upon setting off into arches, I immediately lost the trail and spent an agonizing two days with barely any water and frigid temperatures wandering in what seemed like circles in the desert. Route finding was difficult, if not impossible, for this first time through hiker. That Having... actually sounds like you are probably right on the, the trail with the Hadoo trail. <laughs> <laughs> Having run out of food and nearly running out of water, I finally stumbled upon the park service road and flagged down a family in a minivan who gave me water and Doritos. After a pleasant afternoon sightseeing with them at various scenic overlooks in the park, they dropped me off in town where I promptly decided that a Florida trail hike would be safer and a gentler introduction to through hiking. Now, writing this to you for my first week on the FT, I just want to let your listeners know not to take your advice. Clearly, there is some sarcasm on the show that listeners like me may not pick up on. You should be careful about giving the advice you do when someone like me might take it as a green light to step out on one of the most difficult through hikes in the United States. In fact, having told this story to the FT hikers I've met so far, they've reminded me that I'm lucky to be alive and given me the trail name Survivor. Anyway, I'm still alive enjoying the warmth of Southern Florida and have really been enjoying listening to the show as I slog through swamplands and along roads. So in closing, I have a warning for your listeners. If you listen to the trail show, whatever you do, don't listen to the trail show. Cheers, <laughs> Survivor. I noticed there's a photo with that story. Yeah, I included the photo here. Uh, actually, I think it was in Survivor's email, I'm sorry, which is a big, fat, red, bold warning from the Hey Dukes website, which mm. basically says, because of the extremely challenging and dangerous nation of this route, you must be a very experienced desert backpacker in peak physical condition, or else you may die. More that, <laughs> if, I may, if I may paraphrase the yeah. website. Triple O, anyway, would you agree with that warning? I would agree with that. I uh, I think in the guidebook itself, at one point, it was like, make sure you go left or no one will ever see you again. I feel like I read that. <laughs> wow. I don't know if that was, <laughs> if my memory was right on that or not, but I feel like <laughs> there was something like that in the guidebook itself. Well, I think wow. if you take the advice of anyone without doing any research yourself and you get yourself into a bad situation, that's called Darwinism. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, th- I think that's what happened here to Survivor. But thankfully, yeah. Survivor lived. And he or she is now out on the Florida Trail where the temperatures are much warmer and the weather is likely more forgiving. Well, I think the trail show has kind of become um, a Florida Trail podcast. We talk about the Florida <laughs> Trail. I mean, Missy Little does a Florida Trail podcast. Like, she's, she's really? got a... She's got to be upset with us, man, because we talk about the FT every month, every, every month. month on this show. Yeah, I mean, we're hiking the FT, <laughs> we're section hiking the FT in August, you know, just to just to be there. Because, you know, some of us like myself want to want to be out on the FT every month of the year just to see it in all seasons and all its glory. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's when Triple O, Triple O doesn't yeah. hike on the FT until middle of the summer. Until like August yeah, 15. A, yeah. yeah, you stayed tough. <laughs> Good for your skin. Are we giving more bad advice here? The humidity and the so. heat. Uh, clear yeah, your pores know. out. Yeah. I mean, is it is it do we sound like we're all that serious when we're saying you should hike the Florida Trail in August 15th? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. 
maybe not. It's tough to say. You can't really see my face. You can't tell if I'm smiling. <laughs> Boy, this mad elf has gone straight to my brain. Pod, have yeah. you had any of this? Yeah, it's good. Ooh. We're gonna have to. Walk Since out. we don't have another question, I think there's a hotline call that could spark Ooh. a debate that might be worthwhile playing. So okay. let's go. Yeah, I just want to start a little uh, trail versus trail drama. I'd like to make a proposal that the cinnamon rolls at the Orange Cat Cafe in Kingfield, Maine, are infinitely better than the Stahican Bacon cinnamon rolls. Trail Show Nation, debate away. Oh, and uh, I never listened to the trail show. I want to try them. Yeah, I have I've only never had the had... Good point. <laughs> the Orange Cat Cafe cinnamon rolls, but I'm curious. Yeah. Um, can someone that... overnight mail cinnamon rolls to everyone on the trail show so that we can taste test on the next trail show i think it's a great that idea. said that said i think you're gonna be like it's not only the role itself it's the location yeah and how you come it's, into that like you're on the at you're in a town every day every two days something ridiculous but you come into stahican you're in the middle of nowhere you've been hiking through the cascades glacier peak like, wilderness yeah. they, they don't even have to be that good to be that good yeah but they are so they are they, but they are that, that good. good so like i don't know it's hard to say. like maybe on a on a table in your house one is better than the other, but where are you getting these cinnamon rolls? How many more hotline calls do we have, Triple O? We have two more calls. Let's go. Let's go. Let, let's, let's go. We got it. We got. We got it. We need them all. Let's do it. Well, one is a, a record-making attempt by one of our listeners. What's up, Trail Show? I just um, wanted to call to publicly publicly declare that I. Steve swept away hood. I'm currently attempting the slowest known, known time of this Dairy Queen drive-through. Thank you, and I don't listen to the real show. <laughs> Dairy Queen drive-through, slowest known time. Steve swept. He may away, still be there, but last time we called him, lost. I don't know what what's his trail name. Pod. Steve swept away, but last TTS, y'all call me Robin Hood. Hood. <laughs> <laughs> all right he's Probably hopefully him. he's still there hopefully he's still there yeah, maybe, his he'll, maybe he'll call in next month and let us know his i wonder what he ordered status. for the slowest i hope he ordered a um, buster parfait that's my favorite um i have to say <laughs> that the orange cat cafe if it's i don't know there's one there are two in maine and i don't know where she was calling from but it looks delicious well which one's on the 18 well, there's one in Kingfield hmm. and one in Farmington. So I'm not I sure. I think Farmington. Not, I don't think it's Farmington. No. We need more context. There's Let two. Let me see the other one is. Caller. This is a Kingfield. Controversy. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Oh, maybe it's. Maine? Do you think they're a franchise? Do you think no, they're the think same? No way. Yeah, I think they're the same, but I think there's just two locations because it says on the website we have two locations. Okay, so, so it looks like it's uh, by Mount Blue State Park and oh Bigelow's. Bigelow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Kingfield Main location is near the Bigelow's, which yeah. is near yeah, the AT. So yeah, I yeah. bet that's it. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. it. That's wow, it. I wanna, I want some. <laughs> How do <I> <laughs> somebody? 
We can, uh, we, you know, we have overnight mail. Somebody, you know what, you know what we need? We need an embedded reporter. We need Taz. We need need Taz to drive those cinnamon rolls from South Carolina to Maine to Colorado. We need bear sweats. (laughs) Oh, bear bear sweats. Bear sweats has access. Yeah. Try the cinnamon rolls in one of the two orange cat cafes or both. All right. Homework assignment. Let us know. Let us know. I wish my homework assignments were that good in school. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So the last the last call is a it's a news item really from Lemuel. Oh. Hey, Channel Show. It's Lemuel. I just wanted to uh, repeat a story that I heard on the Footstep podcast. After hearing your story about the guy who wasn't answering his phone when SARS was calling him, I guess there was a guy in Turkey who was drunk and passed out in the woods, woke up, heard people searching for someone, doing his own search party for a few hours before he realized that they were searching for him. (laughs) Uh, You like that one. Everybody have a great holiday, and I'm out. (laughs) I I actually heard that story, and shout out Footstuff Podcast. We love those guys. They're in the cat. They're at D-Lo. They're in your old stomping ground in New York State. Hmm. They do a lot of stuff. I bet you've uh, I bet you've already done. Weren't you an eighty? Who are they? The like, foot stuff. What'd come on, man. What do you mean? What? Who are they? We're talking about delicious Matt Bear. We're talking about Tyler So Cash. We're talking about Jeremy Utz, and we're talking about Wade Bastion. What do you mean you we're don't know? About the oh, the foot, foot stuff podcast. Oh, is. Oh, yeah, come on, man. Is it they or... look serious. These guys look serious. They're hardcore, man. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Anyway. Well, I'm glad that the guy in Turkey was found by yeah himself. <laughs> He's like, "Hey guys, over here! <laughs> Surprise! It's me." He was passed out in the woods. Woke up, joined a search party that was looking for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good day in the trail. Oh, I mean, what do you you know? All right, folks, this is the part of the show where the show ends. Yeah, we should. It smells in the spawn booth. It sure does. Thanks to everyone for <laughs> tuning in today. Big thanks goes to Trevor. Smoke it if you got it. Smoke if you got him. For talking to us about the Foothills Trail in the Carolinas. Big thanks goes to Skittles for that great canine-filled audio update from the Florida Trail. Thanks goes to Brian Som for tonight's mm. delicious Pennsylvania so beverages. delicious. Boy, this Mad Elf is hitting me hard, Brian. It's going to be a, a difficult morning. I can already feel it. Thanks goes to all our monthly PayPal donors. You all are the fuel that keeps this podcast chugging along. You too can join our esteemed list of monthly donors by heading over to paypal.me slash the trail show or by clicking the PayPal button at the trail We are on social media sometimes at Twitter slash trail show on Instagram and Facebook sometimes at the trail show we're on Spotify Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts and everywhere else you download your favorite shows another trail show is coming gone but don't fret we'll be back in February for our won't you be my Valentine celebration that is guaranteed to be full of beers trails romance and nonsense and romance and romance (laughs) until then hearts until then i'd like to leave you with some words from henry thoreau i went to the woods because i wished to live deliberately 
to front only the essential facts of life and see if I could not learn what it had to teach and not, when I came to die, discover that I had not lived. For POD, D-Lo, Triple O, and Trevor, smoke it if you got it, Bowman. I'm Disco. Ciao. Whoop, whoop. Mad Elf. Whoop, whoop. Stacy's mom. Whoop, whoop. Evil <laughs> genius. Whoop, whoop. What's the fuck? Can we throw? What's the podcast? What's up, podcast? What's up, podcast? Man, I like the poetry out. Poetry Minute. You like Poetry Minute? Yeah, I I like the Poetry Minute. I stole that from one of my favorite podcasters um, who some folks on the trail show probably don't listen to, but it's a gentleman named Lex Friedman. I really enjoy his his Hmm. shows, and he does that at the end of all of his shows, so I thought, why not copy something that I enjoy? I do like three or four wardrobe changes each day. Who run Border Town? Master Pasta. Oh, there's an open gate here. It's <laughs> coming out after me. <laughs> Just visit the website, says the landscaper slash tech expert. He was passed out in the woods, woke up, joined a search party that was looking for him. Why don't people design their hikes based on the shape of something? So if keeping the family tradition alive and uh, giving trail names to our fetuses. As an herbalist, I'd like to recommend people blend their herbs and make a nice mixture so you get goony goofy out there. I'm going to listen to a foot foot stuff podcast. Those guys are actually from where i used to live dude probably. they are i'm telling yeah. you Dilo, this is right up your yeah. wheelhouse these guys man. are like yeah these guys are like full-on new york state i think local adk magazine times union that's the yep. newspaper from albany new york where i was born they might even have you on a future episode oh yeah yeah i would love yeah. to have you on these yeah. guys look serious I'll, I'll check out some of their shows